0: Listening to the Post Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 54, covering The Naked Now and Code of Honor. So, here we are. Yep. Uh, Next Gen is underway. Uh, it's certainly off to a start. It's, we're, we're through the pilot now, and now here we go with, with some episodes, and, oh, man. Oh, man.
1: You know, you know how I was feeling really excited about how we were gonna do next-gen and stuff? Yeah. That excitement certainly has waned.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, people say season one is bad, and I, I, you know, I, I take some issue with that, because there are some good things here and there, Mm -hmm. but... This may be the single worst week we get. Yeah, because it, both in a row.
1: These are both oh, really terrible,
0: and terrible in different ways, at least.
1: Yeah, no, that's certainly.
0: Unfortunately, there, there weren't uh, there weren't nearly the giggles that we had with Grappler Zorn last week. Um, no, we started instead doing the voices of characters we haven't met yet, so it wouldn't uh-huh. be fair to, to share that with you. But uh, <laughs> we'll find a way somehow to work in. Uh, Dr. Nooney and Soong and Chakotay being roommates or something, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I'm really looking forward to living with you, Chakotay.
0: <laughs> Good, because my people. Shut up I about, know your, about people. your people. All right, Matt, why don't you tell us? It's no longer naked time, and now it's the naked now. It
1: is the naked now. Tell that us, will tell Won't you, you about it. So the Enterprise encounters the USS T50. Test- Receiving a strange message from its crew. There's a lot of shouting, and then a great deal of the crew are violently sucked into space.
0: Uh, Matt, that's actually blown into space.
1: Shut up. Anyway, so Jordy, Tasha, Troy, and Riker are sent over to investigate. On board, they find most of the crew dead, and a great many of them have been frozen while having an orgy. The working theory is that Q showed up to freeze everyone because he was bored again, but then it turns out that someone just was dicking around with the temperature. It's good to know that with a few simple button presses, you can basically kill everyone on board your ship. Anyway, so the landing re- party returns to the Enterprise, where Crusher gives them a full medical exam. Uh, apparently in the next-gen era, we've done away with expensive spacesuits, and instead decided to just let the crew catch whatever space diseases they find, and then assume they can cure them later. Geordi's acting really strange till so Crusher quarantines him, but Geordi uh, cunningly escapes by walking out the room while Crusher's back is turned. He then finds Wesley and infects him what is clearly turning out to be a new form of Rattler syndrome, marked by its deadly characteristic hiss as it spreads through contact. The disease quickly spreads throughout the ships, making Yar sex-crazed Wesley take over engineering with a not-terrible callback to Riley's demands of double ice cream rations from the naked time, uh, and the ridiculous assistant chief engineer who goes into full-on retard mode. <laughs> yeah, he does. Oh my god. It also affects Data for reasons which are unimportant. Oh, and uh, also the Enterprise is near an exploding star, so as to replicate the danger from the original series episode. Anyway, eventually Crusher cures everyone of the new form of the virus, but not before her and Picard get good and plastered in an actually pretty funny scene. And then Wesley saves the ship for the first time with his magic tractor beam box. Everyone congratulates him on what a good job he did, ignoring the fact that if he hadn't taken over engineering, they everyone would have been in danger in the first place.
0: <laughs> well said. Ugh. Okay, first, primarily, right out of the chute, right after the pilot, the first episode they do is ripped off from the original series.
1: It's not even just that it's ripped off from the original series. Uh, the problem is that this entire episode is based around people acting out of character.
0: Yeah, and we don't know what their characters are no, yet. No. I... We, we can't. Uh, like the, you like you say, Jordy's acting strange. How do we know that? Well, he had ten lines in, in Farpoint yeah. and that's it. How do we know that he's acting out of character? Maybe
1: is just a prick. Although I personally he... have trouble believing that LeVar Burton is anything other than the nicest guy on the planet.
0: Well, yeah, but it it
1: just,
0: it's like, and and then they even just say, oh, this is the same disease that that they had on Kirk's ship. And it's kind of cool hearing them say the original Enterprise, Jim Kirk, but I think they should have taken a little time to distance themselves before they got into that.
1: I always thought that the best way to do this was to end the first season with a, uh, like, a callback to the the original series. Yeah, but the thing is,
0: you know... There were there were other episodes in the original series I would have called back to far before. Oh, absolutely! This. I was given this some thought, and it'd be great to I don't know run into the Tholians again, mm-hmm. for instance, or um, Bring back, I don't know, uh, to... Sure, why not? Or you know, th- there's tons of great stuff that that merited following up. But you know, Greased Sulu um, fencing around the bridge you're not going to top. That. No, sorry, that's that's you know. And, that is a great classic moment from the original series. You need to just get away from that.
1: And, I mean, this is the same thing as I was talking about uh, when we were when we were talking about um, new, uh, fake Star Trek. Um, mm-hmm. You've done the episode with – you've had Bones show up in your pilot to sort of send off mm-hmm. the old series. Now you need to start doing your own thing. You need to establish your characters. You need to show – why we care about these guys rather than the old crew you need to you know you need to show them working as a team especially because that's
0: that's the big thing about these guys is now it's no longer one really brash guy telling everyone what to do now it's more of a team Mm -hmm. you have a leader you have a clearly defined you know well qualified leader but everyone here sort of pulls their own weight and it's not just you guys do what i say and they really should have emphasized that
1: yeah absolutely
0: but instead we get
1: this it's not good
0: no, it's really
1: I... okay.
0: Okay, we we need to go through this beat by beat. I think. Yeah. Early on, we get Wesley building. Okay, he's got his science project, like you said. He built a working tractor beam, which fucking because
1: anytime we need, uh, we need a Deus Ex Machina in, uh, in uh... Uh, next gen it'll be because wesley's working on a science project
0: yeah but in addition to that he's also built a little box that can basically serve as uh, as captain picard being his best friend he's He's built a fake captain picard voice box he's
1: basically got the uh the future version of bart's uh shut up shut up box only it plays (laughs) it plays clips of wesley
0: you're my best friend i'm
1: proud of you wesley
0: I'm your actual father, Wesley.
1: I'm the father that... Le- I'll never abandon you like your father did when he uh, died.
0: Just the worst.
1: Let's go out for frosty chocolate milkshakes.
0: <laughs> and then... Then you got his mother who, you know... Look, I like Crusher. I think she doesn't get enough to do throughout the series. And I do think Crusher Fucks a Ghost is one of the worst episodes <laughs> they did. But that is a long, long, long time from now. Um... <laughs> For now, she's just not a very good doctor. The first episode we get with something medical going on, and she just pisses it down yeah, her leg. Yeah, like,
1: this should be a really important Crusher episode. This is all about medical crap.
0: Yeah, and medical crap that someone else has gone through before. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, it's Bones. I met him a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Here's how he fixed this. But, but no. no. It's just fucking... Her quarantine procedures are just the worst. It's like she tells someone who is clearly suffering from a from a mental thing, mm-hmm. from something you know, poor judgment. Yeah. Stay here and don't move. They're obviously just going to get up and leave. Yeah, if they like want to.
1: try something. We
0: know you have
1: force fields. Yeah. Or and as they that. use later in the episode, lengths of rope.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, repeatedly, like okay, first time with Jordy, well. We don't know what's going on yet, maybe. But she does it again, and she keeps touching people, mm. and then she lets known infected people wander back out. Yep. She's just scatterbrained. She's just like, whoops. Oh, like, geez. really well, unprofessional.
1: Well, that's probably okay.
0: Yeah. And by, at, at one point, everyone on the bridge is infected, and they're just like, oh, well. <laughs> Sorry. You know, there's a thousand There's a thousand people on this ship, and there's got to be some who are uninfected. They should be replacing the people who are infected. That yep. just seems obvious to me.
1: The only, the only person who en- ends up not infected actually is Worf, who spends the entire episode sitting up front looking awkward about the people around him.
0: Yeah, I, and I just wonder if he doesn't realize what's going on if someone maybe didn't tell him. He's just like, ugh, they told me this is what it would be like serving with humans. I didn't believe them.
1: This one's on me.
0: Yeah. They're just running around fucking each other. That's just great.
1: You know, I joined Starfleet to get away from this kind of crap.
0: Yeah. So that's nice. Um, And then, oh boy, then there's the infamous scene, the one that everyone remembers, Mm -hmm. Data. Are you fully functional? Mm
1: -hmm. (sighs) Now, I am cool with Tasha banging Data, I think.
0: Well, we're both on record as as thinking that Tasha R. is is an attractive lady. Indeed. Uh, Not everyone shares this opinion, but that's fine. This is our show, so shut the fuck Mm -hmm. up.
1: In fact, (laughs) this episode has a rather wonderful lingering shot of her ass.
0: Yeah. No, she's, she's a well-put-together lady. Mm-hmm. I, I quite like her. But putting that aside, I think if they'd spend a little time, more than five minutes in this episode, a little more time establishing that she was this sort of uptight tough chick, and then slutting her up, yep. that would have made more of an impact. But okay, then she seduces Data by telling, her, by telling him all about the rape camps she grew up in. Yeah,
1: if there's one thing I want to hear about right before I'm going to have sex with someone, it's when I was five, I escaped rape gangs.
0: Yeah, and, and she actually used the word. Yep. Like that's her phrase. It's not something that we're like um no nope. you know, embellishing. That is that is the, the phrase she used. Yep. And data is like, okay, here we go. We yep. and of course he's infected because that makes sense. Because why not? Now here's the
1: Robots thing. always be catching diseases, right? Well, of
0: course. They have pores. That's the only explanation they give. Yep. Well, <laughs> robots have pores, right? Okay. Captain, I have Um, pores
1: and fingerprints. Of course I have the disease. Well, Mr. Data, when you put it that way. See, now, I like
0: in future episodes where something would happen to, you know, all the organic guys on the the ship. You know, everyone but Data. And he would be the only normal one, and he'd have to solve the mystery. Like, that's a good position for that character to be in. Mm -hmm. And it gives him more of an outsider thing. It gives him more of a, I'm not like these people. I'm not affected by their disease. And it's almost kind of sad. Yep. I think it would have been great to have him unaffected and looking around at all these humans having human fun, and he can't. Yeah,
1: th- I mean, that would actually probably make the scene with uh, with Yara a lot more interesting, too.
0: Yeah, where she's trying to seduce him and he just has no interest because he has orders. Mm-hmm. But instead, nope, Dr. Nooney and Sue, in his infinite wisdom, decided, I'm going to build this one with a working penis.
1: I'm going to pack this thing full of pores that can get diseases.
0: Not going to give him a sense of humor. <laughs> But boys, they're gonna have a slong.
1: It all works out, though. I gave your brother Lore a sense of humor, but I didn't give him a penis or any pores. <laughs> so I had to hook up with the crystalline entity. <laughs> Data. Oh, Lord. Lore before.
0: All right. So yeah, it's just it's it's terrible. It's just,
1: oh. I. Just, oh, and. Tasha's got the weirdest, fu- like, when she's seducing Data, she's got this thing that, like, okay, kind of attractive, I guess.
0: Well, you get some under boob. I mean, yeah, you know. look,
1: I'm pro under boob.
0: And, and again, for those of you who are just joining us for Next Gen, we tirelessly, exhaustively were defending the honor of, of the underrepresented and mistreated women of the original series. Mm-hmm. We are, in general, not guys who just stare at Star Trek chicks and drool. uh uh-huh. I, I firmly believe we can have it both ways. We can appreciate some underboob and we can also, you know, expect the women to have some dignity. They are not mutually exclusive. No. I just I feel like we've asked a lot of people to to jump on with with next gen and I just want to make it clear that we're we're not usually about the horn dog drooling. But that said, mm-hmm. there was underboob and we, we are men.
1: Yes. What I do have a problem with though is her Superman haircut.
0: Well, she's got her hair sort of slicked back. She's got her hair which sli- I actually think is kind of sexy, yes. but then yeah, she's got the spit curl.
1: It, like a severe spit curl.
0: Yeah, I don't really get that. All I can say is there was a, you know, the 80s were a different time. And the 80s idea of what was futuristic and exotic looking were was, way different. It was
1: stupid and dumb.
0: Well, I, I'm going to say this show would go on to sort of define a lot of the better looks. Mm. But what they had to start with was effectively picking up where the original series left off, which was kind of goofy and stupid. I guess
1: that's true. They certainly, and, they certainly caught, got the uh, tall hair going on.
0: Yeah, train, well, some... uh, Between
1: Troy and, uh, what's-her-face, the robot... The, the uh, robot-looking... <coughs> the robot fucker? No, the, uh, robot-looking chief engineer for this episode.
0: Oh, yeah, the, the one of many interchangeable chief engineers that we'll see yeah, she in had, the coming weeks. Yeah, she had like, a
1: RoboCop walk.
0: Yeah. She seemed familiar. She seemed like she played somebody's mom in something. I think but... you
1: might be right.
0: I don't know. She was fine. Mm-hmm. Like, she wasn't bad.
1: <laughs> Not like the
0: second engineer at all. Oh, my God. Yeah, let's talk about that. Oh, guy. my God. If there was one breakout character that just made us say, why the hell is he here, let's send him to the hood, that was him. Uh,
1: There's no way that that guy didn't have, like, some kind of mental problem.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, he was acting drunk or whatever, He was
1: not acting drunk. I've never seen a drunk person play with blocks.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty awful. And he had, like... A loose fitting sort of jumpsuit, where everyone else wore Starfleet uniforms. Yep. It wasn't like in Scotty's day, where Scotty wore a uniform and the other guys wore jumpsuits. Everyone in engineering wears a Starfleet uniform. Yeah, he was the only one who didn't.
1: Yeah, I, I really was starting to think it's like, so do we actually have a second in command engineer, or nope. Is today just a very special day for a very special person?
0: <laughs> I get to be an engineer. I'm helping. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and then, so for, yeah,
1: for the first time ever, Wesley saves the day.
0: For the first time ever, you mean in the second episode ever?
1: Yep. That's how we. That's another so, way we really want to establish our new crew and our new characters. They need to be saved by a fourteen-year-old boy, a smug fourteen-year-old no. boy who just sabot- who set up the problem that he is now fixing.
0: Yeah, and so therefore is a hero mm-hmm. who also has built his own creepy pet. You know, Captain. Pic- I almost said Patrick Stewart, Captain Picard voice box. <laughs> To be his best friend.
1: What's that, Captain Picard? You want to hang out with me? That's right, Wesley. You're my best <laughs> was... friend.
0: Now, okay, on the other hand, defend well, not defending Wesley, but defending him as a comedic device. I love that Picard is a master diplomat, a master tactician, mm. and this kid just forces him to lose his shit every yep. time. He just, I mean, and there's some legitimate good comedy writing and good comedy acting from Patrick Stewart. Yep. Where he's just like, I can handle everything, but this kid, I don't even fucking know. No,
1: I do like the scene when, uh, when, uh, well, I like Picard's half of the scene when he's talking where to Wesley. Where he's like trying to
0: talk him out of engineering. Yeah.
1: Wesley. <laughs> now, I need you to get out of there right now.
0: Yeah. I, Patrick Stewart, the thing is, and, you know, everyone says this, and it's a bit of a cliche, and it's a bit, you know, everyone knows it, but really, Patrick Stewart is amazing. Mm-hmm. And you can see that in these earliest episodes where. There's, there's, a, there's a crumb of a hint of a decent idea in the scene, and he takes it as far as he can take it. Like, in the worst script there is, which will be the next episode, by the way. Yep. Um, he'll find something. And that scene and his sort of gradually sliding into intoxication with Crusher and the weird sort of flirtation, like, they both play that really well, particularly him.
1: Oh, yeah. Picard's kind of a weird drunk, which is actually kind of funny.
0: Oh, he's really uptight, yep. and so when he gets drunk, he lets down his defenses, but they're still up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And also, he grew up on, in a vineyard, so he's, he can probably hold his liquor.
1: That's certainly true. So I mean, he can't ha- hold safe. his liquor as well as Riker apparently can, but... No,
0: Riker is clearly infected. He is the one they established. He's the one that carries the disease by touch from Troy to Crusher. Yep. And then he's fine, and he's the one helping to save the ship mm-hmm. for he just another half He sort of hour.
1: occasionally, like, holds his nose or something and goes, like, I can't deal with this yeah.
0: right now. I can't yeah, and, be then drunk, he and then he gets back to on. work. Well, really, when when you got a disease that's making everyone super horny, mm-hmm. <laughs> is that really going to affect Riker in any way whatsoever?
1: Commander, you did extremely well under these circumstances, Captain. This is how I live every day.
0: <laughs> really, you walk around with a boner all the time?
1: It's hard being Will R- Will Riker.
0: <laughs> not Will Decker. Will no. Riker.
1: Decker. I'm Decker. Riker. I'm Riker. I'm not Will Decker. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that was, and actually, I'll I'll give Denise Crosby a little credit at the end, um, where is that that sort of awkward? We've all gone back to normal, and she's got to see data again. There is a a, a nice moment, and she carries it pretty well. Yep. And uh, yeah, this this never happened. Okay, <laughs> that was pretty great. I kind of wonder they kind of left it vague, but I wonder if she was just pulling crewmen into her quarters left and right, and she had to have that conversation with a lot of people. I
1: sort of feel like that is what's what happened. Like, she's yeah. when she's walking through the halls, she just flat out grabs some, like, medical officer or something and just starts making out with him. Yeah. Just, oh, you look nice. <laughs> <sighs>
0: Anything else? I mean, this uh, is just... Uh,
1: let's see.
0: Poorly conceived, poorly written, poorly pulled off. Yeah. Just no, not,
1: we, not good. We've, we've talked about this before, but, like, even this early, the actors are real are, for the most part, doing really good.
0: No, and they're feeling their way around these characters that are not very well defined yet, and there's there's already a bit of especially in the next episode there's a bit of ensemble stuff happening already mm-hmm. where three or four people will be in a scene, and they'll all play off each other really well, yeah, but they you know that's it I mean, you can't polish a turd into
1: mm-hmm. <sighs> a werewolf hurts my bones,
0: <laughs> so anything else I mean uh
1: no, I think we can move on to uh well, I, actually, I want to I want to
0: start to change this up a bit. Oh, I want right. to go ahead and do our our quote and stuff before we move on to the next episode. So, what do you what do you got for? A quote?
1: Okay, so my quote is uh, Wesley in in engineering making his announcements to the crew and Picard hearing those announcements.
0: Attention, all decks, all divisions. Effective immediately, I have handed over control of this vessel to Acting Captain Wesley Crusher. Acting Captain. Thank you,
1: Captain Picard. Thank you. And with that order, dawn's a brave new day for the Enterprise.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty funny, but I still think Riley was a better Riley than West.
1: Oh no, I totally agree. But I do love Acting Captain Crusher.
0: Why do I let you
1: on the bridge?
0: Why? Oh yes, I'm trying to sleep with your mother. The links that I go to for that one. Oh, my God. But she did unzip her, her uniform a tiny bit, and I caught the tiniest top of a tiny bit of cleavage. It's a
1: start. That's all I'm saying. I'm willing to put in for the long haul here.
0: I'm a very patient man. I'm known for it. All right. You got a good thing, bad thing? Uh, Incidentally, I wanted to mention this real quick. Our, our pal Jeremy does a does a show called Destroy All Podcasts. Apparently, he's the one that I stole this idea from. I knew it was someone.
1: See, I assumed it was MST.
0: Well, he's, he says they stole it from MST. But I had heard it on a review podcast, and I knew I had stolen it from something more recently. Ah. And I wanted to give credit where it's due. It's not his original idea, so I don't feel bad about it. But I still want to say, yes, hearing them do it made me want to do it. So it is stolen. And uh, Jeremy knows, and he seems to be okay with it. So thank you, dude. Mm. Anyway,
1: all right. My good thing is uh, Picard and Crusher's drunken stumbling about and sort of mm-hmm. weird flirting, and uh, Gates Mcfadden's like sort of hopping around, muttering to herself.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of little quirky like. Not everyone plays their drunkenness the same. No,
1: is... why did I stand up? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: Come on, nothing. let's go look at Jordy. <laughs>
1: And my bad thing is Tasha's terrible Superman hairstyle. Yeah, that just didn't bother me. Stupid. I hate it.
0: Uh, for me, the good thing was actually Brent Spiner's performance. He he had some great comedic moments. It makes no sense at all. And when I say no sense, yes, this is a science fiction show. Yes, most of the technology is made up. I mean internal sense. Mm-hmm. When I say things don't make sense, I don't mean in terms of me in the 21st century. I mean in the terms of what I understand of this show. And the, here's something you may not know about me. I know my Star Trek pretty well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this just doesn't make a lick of sense. Um, but that said, uh, Spiner is put into a situation where he has to place, you know, play a robot who's drunk and he does it amazingly. Mm-hmm. He uses what I assume is like mime training. He does some great, uh, physical stuff yep. where he's, he's leaning and there's nothing there and he just falls straight down. He, he does a lot of that where he keeps his body stiff, like, you know, as, as, as data would. Yep. And he takes a lot of falls, and he just, he, his body language is fantastic. Absolutely. And there's some great comedy here. Um, and my bad thing is uh, West, Wesley's pathetic desperation in creating a talking Captain McCard box to be his best friend. <laughs> I'd, right. never, now... I'd
1: never yell at you for getting wet, Wesley.
0: <laughs> and then he installs it in a Teddy ruckspin, and it just gets weird.
1: <laughs> Can I tell you a story? <laughs> Once upon a time, there was a brave captain named Wesley Crusher.
0: <laughs> Lord. All right, let's move. We have to. I'm sorry. Let's move on dude. to mine. Code of Honor, which, as we have uh, pointed out, has nothing to do with Worf. You think it would. You, you look back at an episode list, and you're like, ooh, Code of Honor, that's a Klingon. No. Nope. This episode, in fact, Worf's not even wait, in This, this
1: episode s- couldn't have less Worf.
0: No, there is no Worf in it. Whatsoever. All right. So in this episode, the Enterprise is doing something they'll do a hundred more times in the episodes to come: rushing a vaccine to some sick colonists. I know it shouldn't be retroactively annoyed. I know I shouldn't be retroactively annoyed by a story cliche and hasn't had a chance to become a cliche yet. But I'd much rather pick it up two points that are sort of tangentially related to the story than talk about the actual story itself. But I guess I do that a lot, and I'm really supposed to be using this time to tell you what happened in the episode. So here goes. You were warned. Okay. So. The vaccine in question is on a planet. This planet creates some problems, but then everything gets sorted out, the Enterprise gets its vaccine, and it's off to the next adventure. No? Fine. Well, listen. Everyone on the planet is African-American. Well, African spaceman. And they wear genie outfits and all sound like Bobby Dossel. Well, I can't really point to any specific element of any of this, this is actually racist, I get a really uncomfortable vibe when I see it or I'm forced to recall it. As George Costanza once said, should we be even talking about this? Can we just agree that a planet full of dudes in genie pants is at the very least horribly unfashionable? So, the leader of this planet, Lutan, kidnaps Tasha Yar, because why the hell not, and Picard has to spend the rest of the episode trying to get her back without upsetting anyone, because, seriously, should we even be talking about this? Anyway, then Lutan's wife, Yarina, finds out about all this, and, hang on. Lutan, Yarina, Lieutenant Yar. Oh, what the hell? Ah. There's a horrible girl fight, the less said about which the better, and finally Tasha escapes. Also, while all this is going on, Wesley just lurks in the turbo lift for hours, waiting for someone to invite him on the bridge. This is presumably because Tasha was otherwise occupied and Wharf had the week off or something, and because a competent security chief would stun setting that little weenus and have him dragged back to his quarters. Oi, what a fucking mess, you guys. Seriously. <clears throat> Seriously. But hey, at least I didn't get the one with Data's penis, though. So that's sort of a win, right? Right? I
1: don't know that I'd call it a win, but... Oh, boy.
0: Just <clears throat> just terrible. And and again, I want to say it's racist, and it, it does make me feel a little oogie, but it's just a planet full of black people. Yeah, that in itself is not racist. There's
1: nothing you can really point at and say, that's it right there.
0: No, I, it's it's terrible.
1: Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's definitely just, I, terrible and stupid.
0: I hate when they go to planets uh, where everyone is just looks like something from Earth culture. I've said that before. Yep not when they frame an episode where there's a reason there's a cowboy planet or there's a reason there's a gangster planet. No, this is their alien culture and appearance. Yeah,
1: there's, it, they just happen to all have genie costumes. Cause... Now, here's the best
0: part. When they bring them to the ship for the first time, Picard says, you remind me of an ancient Earth culture. And I'm like, oh, God, here it comes. China!
1: That's uh, what I was thinking of, yes. China!
0: Now let's give you a gift of a horse. <laughs> A sculpture of a horse, Yes. Re- because you remind us of China.
1: When I look at you, I think of China. Uh,
0: I don't know, maybe they were written to be inscrutable Asians. Oh, maybe. I don't, I don't know.
1: No, oh, is that what know. you think when you look at me, Captain?
0: I'm inscrutable. ha 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 ha! Ha 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 ha! Lord. But yeah, the whole thing, and we'll see this done better later but we're trying really hard to deal with what we have now and trying not to compare it to things that haven't happened yeah. yet. Which is hard because I've seen it happen. I saw it happen.
1: Don't tell him it didn't happen. Yeah,
0: but it hasn't happened yet. Um, Where we see them sort of uh, entangled in a planet's, you know, internal stuff, mm. and they don't want to fuck things up, and they, of course they need a vaccine because they always need a fucking vaccine.
1: Apparently you just can't get vaccine in the future.
0: I guess. Well, I mean, I, I appreciate that. All kinds of weird space diseases probably only have, like, one cure that can only be found one place. I mean, we have that now where there's, like, some obscure plant in the in the Amazon that can cure something or, mm. you know, whatever. I get that. But they use it a lot. Um, but, no, the situation is these guys, it's it's okay in their culture to kidnap people and to make threats. And it's not okay for us to fight that. Well, that seems kind of like a horrible double standard to me.
1: How How do you guys actually get anything done? Yeah. Well, we uh, don't. <laughs>
0: And it also seems like, okay, so if this is a main part of their culture and of something they're very, you know, that's very important to them, you'd think they might have read up about that before they got mm-hmm. there and not been totally surprised that it happened.
1: I'm pretty sure that's one of Troy's jobs.
0: But Troy, in this episode, is just the worst. She's always warning the captain ten minutes too late. Like, he intends to kidnap her after she's already gone. C-
1: captain, I'm, te- I'm detecting evil thoughts from her, yeah. from him. From him. Oh really? The guy who just stole uh, Lieutenant Yar? You're detecting evil thoughts from him, huh? Well, the th- guy who just got angry and
0: hung up on me—he's angry, really.
1: Well, thank, well thank you, Deanna. You've really, you've really made the yeah. grade. Ugh, and the papers bro. want to know whose shirt you wear. What? <laughs> uh, that sort of turned into uh, Space Odyssey for some reason.
0: I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Really, at the all.
1: David Bowie song? Nope, don't know it. Huh. All right.
0: Anyway, um, yeah, it just—it's not good and it's one of those i don't know whenever we spend the whole episode on a planet where the aliens are just people and there's a lot of i don't know running around and fighting i just running and jumping this is my least favorite kind of episode i think yeah well second to the crew turns into something but that'll come up yeah we
1: haven't gotten to a crew turns into something yet episode
0: I like, you know, science fiction. I like seeing strange aliens or n- old weird technology or, you know, something. Cultures that you can't really understand. Uh-huh. I don't really like just going someplace that could just very well be Earth and dealing with jerks. To, g- like, to
1: get some medicine back.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know what? It. <laughs> I get that Aunt May is sick, but <laughs> Jesus Christ. I
1: mean, and... Next gen will do a lot of episodes where it's like we have to get this from these people who are very, like, you have to act this certain way to get this thing to happen. And they, yeah, and they've like, done it well. one of the finest episodes is is that it's uh, Darmok. they have to, No,
0: they didn't have to get anything. Well, they didn't from have them. to they just get They wanted anything, to make contact. The, with
1: them. They did have to like, you know, there was this sp- very specific way they had to act.
0: Well, right. No, that was the pinnacle. That I mean, that's one of the finest Star Trek episodes from any mm-hmm. series ever. But, yeah, that's a good example of Picard the Diplomat having to deal with a strange culture. Yeah, this is just... That's a good example. This is, they're just like Earth, only they're jerks.
1: They're jerks with stupid ideas that we have to respect because... And hammer pants. Yeah.
0: You can't touch
1: this, Captain (laughs) Picard.
0: That really hammers my pants. And by this,
1: I mean Lieutenant Yar. (laughs) Ha ha
0: ha. It just there, there was almost. I mean, there were a couple like the the episode must have run short because there were a couple of scenes that really had nothing to do with anything. Nope. And that's that actually was the only good in this episode. The, the primary plot was terrible, but we you pointed out this was our first uh, data. Jordy just hanging out and talking bit. Yeah,
1: I love the, I love great. those two together. No, they are
0: they are great, and and they later will become quite good friends. And you know they always have great chemistry, and even in a bad episode, there's some there's some good stuff happening with those guys. I
1: mean. It... It's a little, it's a, it's not perfect because we get data coming in. Ah, Jordy, my friend.
0: Yeah, really. Friend Jordy. Yeah. No, he calls him my friend seven or eight times just so we're clear that they're friends. Not just that one officer is stopping by another's quarters for no reason at all.
1: It feels like they've just become friends and data really wants to make sure.
0: <laughs> we're friends, right? Right, Jordy? Yeah.
1: Me and you? Best friends? If we weren't,
0: if we weren't friends, then you would correct me every time I said my friend, right? right. Jordy? see, and I like, you know, we don't really know this about Jordy yet, because he's not really fleshed out yet, but I like that he's a big dork. Yep. And I like that the only kind of people he can make friends with are robots and holograms. It's
1: sort of an extended version of
0: Wesley's box. Yeah, exactly. Only, it's, it's better here, because he didn't make Data to be his friend. No. He independently became he did, Data's friend. That makes it a little better.
1: He did make a girlfriend, though. Or he will.
0: Yeah, that's a little weird, too. But again, we can't talk about what hasn't happened that's
1: yet. That's
0: true. Um... But that was actually a nice little scene, like, after the, the initial awkwardness of My Friend, My Friend. Mm-hmm. there was a nice little, like, uh something about Geordi shaving. And then Data trying to tell a joke first time they kind of start that runner going, and that's actually pretty good. Yep. This, this, like, nice little... There's a couple little moments like that. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and then, those I like. Yeah, and then there's a 50-minute sequence of a really shitty fight between Yar and uh, What's-Her-Face.
0: Which looks like a cross between Jazzercise, a, a cage, like, uh, stripper cage dance... And, I don't know, some kind of a terrible 80s, like, uh, music video. Because mm-hmm. uh, Yar, Yarina, who is not Yar, she's Yarina, um, not at all a made-up name. Um, who says it is? She has, like, a horrible 80s jerry curl, and I just can't think of anything but, you know, like, late 80s, you know, Janet Jackson or something. Just awful, awful, awful. Not good.
1: Well, you know, her and Lutan come together because opposites.
0: No, that's Paula Abdul. That's oh, whatever. Else. Paula Abdul never had Jerry curls.
1: MC Skat Kat. <laughs>
0: ha, 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 ha. Keanu Reeves. Ha,
1: ha, ha,
0: ha. Yeah. This just wasn't good. No. My notes. I'm going through my notes now to see if there's anything worth bringing up. And my notes say things like, oh God, oh God, oh God. Why? Oh Lord. <laughs> no, there's just a lot of. <laughs> A lot of that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Oh, this is also when I realized every week now, and I think this goes on for a while, Uh, but three times in a row, they have an excuse for Jordy to take off his visor for some reason. Yep. Look, he's blind. See? Huh? No pupils. And... Check it out. And he's got little
1: blinky lights on the side of his head. Those are expensive.
0: Yeah. yeah. Just terrible.
1: Yep. Just terrible.
0: All right. Anything else?
1: No, I think we can move on
0: can we please <laughs> may we oh and wesley ends up uh, being on the bridge near the end because hey we're in a really tense diplomatic situation and we have the most sophisticated matter antimatter uh, uh engine in the fleet let's put a child in charge of it let's please not ever please. please God, he's the worst we we really need to spend some time talking about not now but at some point soon Talking about why Wesley's the worst. Because I've heard people defending him and I just don't care. No,
1: that'll make a good supplemental episode as we get further along.
0: The entire supplemental next episode will be why Wesley sucks. Yeah. And we'll go through point by point. Look, I did this for Optimus Prime. I'm not scared. Nope. I pissed off a lot of people with that. I'm I'm not afraid to embrace the highly controversial uh, politics of hating characters. All right. Uh, So my quote, actually a legitimately funny line. Um, and then this actually supports my theory that uh, the reason Picard has an English accent is because in World War III, uh, England took over France. Yeah. So people of English descent who speak English with an accent um, call themselves French because they taken the land and they live there. Mm-hmm. And here's here's proof that the French language no longer exists. It is a highly structured society in which people live by strict codes of honor. For example, what Lutan did is similar to what certain American Indians once did, called counting coup. That is from an obscure language known as French, counting coup, Mister Data. The French language, for centuries on Earth, represented civilization. Indeed, but surely, sir, I suggest you drop it, Mister Data. I buy it. So I like that. What's up? I buy it. Yeah, and I like that. Uh, there's, there's some great, like you can't, you know, my quote is just uh, audio, obviously, but uh, there's some nice, like face acting from the others yeah, like you can just troy's,
1: you can see the crew just trying not to crack up
0: yeah troy's trying not to laugh and yeah crusher's kind of darting her eyes back and forth like it's it's, it's a good it's a genuinely good moment yep. and it's the first glimpse that these guys are a good ensemble and they can play comedy not just between two people but you know with everyone there uh-huh. and you need good chemistry for that you can't just do that out of a vacuum and, and these guys are good together which is good Uh, My good thing, bad thing, uh, like I say, the good thing was there were some genuinely good character moments, though they really didn't have much to do with the actual plot. My bad thing is the actual plot.
1: Uh, And my good thing is uh, I I could listen to this guy talk all day.
0: Yeah, he's uh, that that guy in the hammer pants has uh, got a pretty great voice. I I was thinking, and not just because he's a black dude, but just because he has a sort of, you know, a a very powerful presence. He would have made a good Klingon.
1: Yeah, I could totally see that. He's
0: just very forceful and very, you know, he's he's got the booming voice but he's also like when he comes in a room he just sort of, you know, I'm I am in charge here like the very sort of sweeping melodramatic. He would have made a good klingon.
1: Uh and my bad thing is the poor the poor schmuck in the audience who gets hit in the chest with a spiked ball fist. <laughs> this has to be the yes. this has to be the only sport in history where it sucks if you catch the game ball.
0: Yeah, dude, who looks like Theo Huxtable yeah. did not farewell.
1: Now, Theo, you have to make
0: sure not to grab. Now, granted, every twenty-year-old African-American guy in 1987 had that haircut. But he still looked a lot like Theo. Yes, Huxtable. he did. All right, so that is hopefully the worst week we're ever going to have. But we're awfully early dude, on. Dude, this here is really anyway.
1: early. I wouldn't tempt fate like this.
0: Yeah, I know. Well, next week we have one that has something I like in it. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we'll look forward to that
1: <laughs> next week. We have something that has something I like in it. So dibs. Fuck.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely dibs. <laughs> you get Wesley as a space hippie. So oh, uh, look forward to that. All right. I swear I had something to announce to these people, but I can't remember what it was now. So. Bear. So that's all from us. And uh, we'll be back next week. See you, folks. The Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham, copyright 2011. Please don't sue us, we're just doing this for fun.